Welcome, everyone. It was officially episode 14 of Smoke Out with Shelly and SJ. Shelly SJ, smokeout.com. If you want all the links to follow us, to subscribe either on OnlyFans or Patreon, social media links, find out more about either Shelly or myself. Subscribers, of course, to the show get exclusive access to the sessions where we record the show, blaze with us, ask questions, participate, whatever you want to do during the session. You also get every show, every episode on video. Plus, if you're on Patreon, Shelly uh, throwing some bonus content for our Smokeout level subscribers. And uh, we do have goals on there. We get the 20 subscribers on Patreon. We will do a F. Mary Kill Wrestling Edition where I will ask Shelly the tough questions and we'll get it all out there and piss a lot of people off. Hopefully, fingers crossed. 50 subscribers on Patreon will be a lingerie show. Shelly will be in lingerie. I will try to match my lingerie as best I can to Shelly's. You know, I don't, you know, I, I don't know, there's not a lot in my size, I would imagine. I don't know these days, but it'd be a fun episode, hopefully. Um, over on the OnlyFans section, uh, we did get a new subscriber uh with uh which we're getting and people I, we haven't talked about the giveaway or whatever but uh i do have a gravity bong i guess it's it's not here student glass <laughs> gravity bong let's <laughs> show it but it's not here so i can't um uh, whoever's active march 3rd on only fans will have a chance to win that and it'll be awesome i'll pack it up and ship it to you but uh we do have a new subscriber uh just just before the show we got a new subscriber uh shelly um, and what's a what's their name? Let's see if it's one of my people. They are known as Wedgie Dude. Wedgie Dude. I know all about Wedgie Dude. <laughs> you know, Wedgie Dude. He's on it because you know what's hilarious? Let me show you something. So, you know, like I'm totally like, like, okay, 19 minutes ago. Wedgie dude signed up on my secret society. <laughs> there you go. And he's already an OnlyFan. And I know what Wedgie Dude wants. I know what Wedgie Dude has been waiting for all day long. You see, I did a birthday haul and I filmed it yesterday and I uploaded it. And one of the things that I included in there were these really cute, um, like little underwear and it says i heart wedgies on it so one of my other only fans they asked me that if they got me the specific um underwear if i would do a sh you know a photo for them so of course i said yes and they're all about the wedgies which is not wedgie dude this is a separate person another wedgie lover if you will <laughs> so they I, when i went to my p.o box they were there with my other stuff so i said you know what i'm just gonna put it in with my birthday haul so wedgie dude was honest he was like are you gonna post pictures of you in this i was like yes when like he's been waiting so since wedgie dude joined the patreon side of secret society since wedgie dude joined our smoking session here i heart wedgie <laughs> <laughs> but these are them but there it is the wedgie <laughs> there you go <laughs> <laughs> 
these guys love the wedgie. I don't get it because I have spent most of my life picking my chonies out of my butt, not putting them up my butt. Something for everybody on the internet, and there's a person to fit every fetish, <laughs> as we've discussed before on the show. There you go, wedgie dude. Hope you're watching at some point. <laughs> well, he subscribed, so there you go. You That's right. See it. So the subscriber content he's here for. Anyway, it is smoke out <clears throat> with Shelly and SJ. Of course, part of that is smoking. My bong ready to go. And we'll get into the events of uh, last week. Um, obviously, we'd be remiss uh, not to mention. And I don't know how long Shelly wants to dwell on this, but uh, in Shelly's personal life, has been a very very, very extremely rough week. And uh, I just want to check in with you, Shelly, and see how you're feeling. Well, first of all, let's just do this. This hit yes. right here is for Fred Mertz. Absolutely. So for those of you that don't know, long story short, um, I've had a mini pincher named Fred Mertz. He... <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> he was 20 years old and seven months. And on Saturday, we had to put him down. And it's weird. Um, I am doing a little bit better now. And I feel that the more I work in the sense of like, the stuff that I know will make me feel better. Like I know this would make me feel better. So done here. Um, yesterday I did a collab for Francine's Patreon because her birthday is on Friday. So they did a thing where I got to join in with her and her patrons over there. And so that was good too, you know, and um, you know, I did my birthday haul. And so that was good. So I'm trying to keep busy, but it's weird because like, especially this last year, um, everything I do, I have to babysit Fred. Like there's times we've done the smoking session and he's like right here. And I, I hold on, I got to check on him. I keep looking at him or whatever. And it's weird because I'm like automatically doing things like checking on him. And it's like, no. And he had medication. So like, throughout the day I had to give him medication. So I have this like sense of like, what do I do with myself right now? I'm supposed to be doing something, but isn't it's like, Oh yeah. And then it becomes this like whole thing. But, um, something I talked about on Shelly live earlier today was one of the many things that I've learned through Fred's passing. And it's so weird to say it, like I was still kind of in denial a little bit, but, um, one of the things that I regret, I always say, you know, I don't regret anything because it leads you to wherever, blah, 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 right? But there, I do now can say I have a regret. And that regret is um, in October, I went to the Halloween store and I bought Fred this little vampire costume and it looked like Grandpa Munster. So I wanted to do a Shelly Munster Fred photo shoot. And if you go in my garage on this ottoman, you'll see the outfits are together because I kept saying, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. 
I'll do it tomorrow. I kept getting lost in the hustle of like keeping up with my OnlyFans, keeping up with like whatever I'm doing, like the hustle to where I kept saying, I'll do it tomorrow. And then last month I had a scare where I thought he was going to, that was it. And I was like, now I have a chance. I can't put this off. I got to do the shoot. And I, I kept putting it off and now I can't. And it would have meant so much to me to have a photo of me and Fred as Grandpa Munster and Shelly Munster. Like, that would have just been... As a person who is a creator, and that's how I express myself, that photo would have been that it doesn't exist. Because I kept saying, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And so what I'm learning from that is I don't want to feel that way again about anything. So now, no matter what, like I did Shelly live and afterwards, you know, I ate something and I was like, okay, I gotta get ready for our show. And I don't like to walk many when the sun's down because I live by the mountains. The coyotes Mm. come out. Even though she has her coyote vest, I like, I'm very paranoid about it. So I was like, well, okay, now I had to figure out my timing. What am I going to do? And there's times when it's like, I'll be like, okay, well, I have to do, like, I have to make this post real quick and then I'll do it. And then da, da, da. And it becomes another post and then it becomes this because like, I don't want to lose momentum because I know what happens to me when I shut down and lose momentum. But it's like, so what? The sun's going to go down. She's not going to get her walk. That's not good for her. I'm not going to go back to those bad habits because that's exactly what I would do to Fred. And I can't do that. So we went and it's like, I told myself, okay. Cause when I did Shelly live, I didn't have my makeup on. I was like, okay, I'm put my makeup on. So no matter what, like I'm ready. So then whatever. And then I took her and I'm gra- I'm grateful that I did. I'm glad I was able to, but it's like that guilt is kind of like weighing on me because it's fresh right now. And I don't know. It's just weird, but I'm just trying to do the best I can, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And it's definitely an important lesson about, you know, <clears throat> not putting off things and not living your life for regrets and however possible, however much that's possible in the course of a life. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to be, this is embarrassing to talk, like admit, but I'm just going to be transparent. I think about the times I spent, like, let's say going back and forth in a DM with a only fan or a secret society person or someone through email that wants to buy exclusive content. I'm sitting there going back and forth and trying to close the deal. Mm. And instead of being so obsessive about trying to close the deal, I should have just like said it and forget it. And then shared that time. And even though in the last like specifically few months, like when Fred really was struggling, I promised him that I said, you know what, no matter what you come first, I will drop anything for you. And I did, but, and I'm glad I did, but I should have done it longer. Like I should have been doing it the whole time. And there's times like a couple years ago, me and metal Jesus, like 
he felt really neglected and rightfully so because I was so in the hustle. Like I was like, I got to make this work, you know, and you know how it is. And this is why I connect with you. It's like when you keep trying and trying and trying and you know, you can't stop because there's something that's going to stick and that's what you're supposed to do. So it's not like you're just being this like wishy-washy dreamer. It's like, no, this is what's up. Mm. It just like, and it's so frustrating when you're grinding, grinding, and grinding. And then you see people around you. And I'm not talking about people who work their ass. I'm talking about people who are cutting corners, being shady, and all this. And it's like, and it's like, go ahead and have that. But why am I being punished for like doing it the old-fashioned way, doing the things the right way, whatever? And it's like, it's frustrating. So for me, the way I dealt with it was. I get all obsessive about it and I won't stop. I won't stop. And I, I got an idea in my head about what I need to do, whatever. It's like, no, I need to make this happen. I need to make it happen. And what I learned with Fred, when I started slowing down with him and I would blow off being on the internet, talking to people trying to close deals or whatever. Um, I saw that like, nothing really truly got affected and like maybe the one or two people that got pissed off because they're waiting around for whatever like they weren't for me anymore anyways like you know what I mean and they showed that by the way they started talking to me you know being disrespectful and stuff and so it's like ew I don't even want your money then so it took for me to finally see that he needed me so bad and that I couldn't live with the guilt if I didn't do so, do better. And something that's really cool, it's okay, Minnie. Um, when we were on the Dog Whisperer back in the day, um, you know, Caesar kept showing us how to control our energy and connecting with the dogs to like be the pack leader and stuff like that. And it was really interesting because when I took the time, like there were, t- there were, they were, rotten at one point (laughs) they were just rotten (laughs) naughty dogs at one point you know we worked with them a lot for many years but one of the things I remember was when after Caesar was gone and weeks had gone by and it was a challenging day before opening that door there'd be times I had to be like okay the only way they're going to listen to me is if I, and I'm in a bad mood, something bad happened. The only way they're going to listen to me is if my energy is controlled. So I would sit outside the door and just be like, okay, I have to do this for them or they're not going to listen to me and I'm going to get more agitated and it's not going to be good. So when I started doing that, practicing that more and more, it became easier. And then all of a sudden I found myself in situations in life with people and I started applying like they were the Mertzes and <laughs> I started to not only communicate and deal with people in a more positive way, but even if I was dealing with someone very difficult, I was no longer having that frustration within me and that anger. And that meant a lot to me to where people would be like, whatever, you can argue with Shelly. And then like, I just want to give her a hug afterwards. Like I miss being that person. And a lot of that had to do with because I was really working with the dogs. So working with Fred in these last few months showed me that like, it's gonna be okay if I don't post every single day. (laughs) It's gonna be all right. (laughs) 
<clears throat> one more for Fred. Yeah. We're going to the other uh, <clears throat> very special events last week. We're a week out from the big event. For those of you who watched it, if you didn't, go check it out. It's free on our Patreon, my Periscope, all that. <laughs> about the roast the wonderful roast of Shelly Martinez first of all technically went off without a hitch so I'm glad about that and uh, we did have a couple of no shows and that was disappointing but the people we had were great and uh, just really <clears throat> anything I would say about the stories that were told <laughs> we wouldn't do them justice you just have to go watch and see about uh Shelly's very colorful past. Uh, some people chose stories. Some people chose <laughs> joke format. Uh, myself and Gary Lee went that direction. But uh, overall, I think it was it was great. Uh, Shelly's sister was there with uh, and Francine and Santino. It was awesome. <clears throat> uh, we get Brian calling in, subscriber Brian. Woo, big time. Calling into the show just in time for Roast Talk. Brian, welcome. So the audio continues to connect. Excuse me. Schultz. <laughs> See, just in time. Anyway, we were talking about the roast, the roast of Shelly Martinez a week ago tonight. And uh, what were your thoughts coming out of the roast? Uh, Shelly, did it meet your expectations? Uh, what did you think? I was so sad that Nova was a no-show. Um he did text me and he told me that it's something to the effect of he got his dates mixed up, which is fine. Whatever. He said he still wanted to do something. And then I told him to hit you up. I don't know if he did, uh, but not yet. No, <clears throat> but that's what I told him. Whatever. Um, I'm really, 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 really stoked that Fred got to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And at uh, Little Mertz, <laughs> there he was for my roast. I just love it. So um, there's that. I just thought it was so cool to just like see everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I text with Boris sometimes or Santina Morella. Um, I text with Francine all the time. We get on the phone as well sometimes. And I don't got, you got to get on the phone with people. You got to be on a special list for me to talk to you on the phone. Like, so, um, and then Gary, of course, we keep in touch. Uh, we text. Um, we, you know, keep in touch online as well. But, like, to see them was different, you know? And it just warmed my heart. And it was so cool because it was the day after my birthday. And my birthday, I felt, went perfectly for what I wanted. All I wanted was just to be home. Even if like things in life didn't like get all crazy with like shutdowns and things like that, I still would have done it the same way because Fred was just, you know, he doesn't need to be out in the cold and all this. He needs to be comfortable. And so it was just so perfect. And when he had his situation last month, I mean, I keep saying last month in December, February, in December, um, I told him, I was like, you were, you're supposed to make it till my birthday. And the guy that does my hair, when he came by, um, um, it was the Monday before my birthday. He was like, he did it. 
Fred's going to be here on your birthday. I said, well, it's tomorrow. We'll see. Like, and he did, you know? And so again, going back to the roast, um, it was so cool because not to sound whatever, but like, especially when I used to do the um, conventions and stuff and I would see people that I like worked with, or I, you know, shared a locker room with there's this like either I feel detached which is fine you know because that's not my world or whatever um or I would see them in a completely different way and that's usually how I felt and not like a bad way just kind of like when I detached myself from that world and I was just doing conventions to make money um I just looked at everyone differently because it's almost like I saw it in like a third person view you know what I mean it was so weird and it's not bad. It just made sense. Like when, oh, it just made sense to a lot. So seeing Francine, seeing especially Santino, um, it makes me feel good that I could see people. And I feel like it's like we just saw each other and it was 2005. It's very rare for me to have that feeling. And again, it's not bad. It's just, you move on, you grow or whatever. So it's like yeah. cool that at least with those two, even though we all have our lives and, you know, we have all grown and whatever, there's still that thing that when we come together, it's like nothing. Same thing with Gary, you know, when every time, like I did his podcast uh, last year, <clears throat> his video. So it was the same thing. It was like, oh my gosh, you oh yay you know it's like it's that field and that's so cool because I did get bitter for a while because I thought that was just like not existent anymore and so to have that still I just think is really awesome and what better way to do it than on the freaking roast <laughs> Danielle got me she brought us some things that I've forgotten about and I thought she was gonna bring up <laughs> I thought she was gonna bring up this one thing in particular and she did it and I even told her I was like dude I thought you were gonna bring this thing up and she's like I thought of it I said you should have <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it was just great I if you haven't watched it subscribers you got to go and watch it it was just so much fun um i admit to santino for the first time ever that i used to want to bang him <laughs> yeah, between santino's stories and danielle's stories was, uh, we learned a lot about shelly again if you haven't checked it out it is up on only fans for subscribers is up for free on our patreon as well if you'd like to check it out it was a uh, it was a great night. Almost two hours of pure entertainment, if I do say so myself. And some vag talk. Don't forget about the vag That's talk. right. Vag <laughs> and pooping and just all kinds of stuff. <laughs> it was hard to encompass it all, as I said in the description. You just got to watch it. I think out. the roast represents just what our entire show is. <laughs> you <Pretty> know? <laughs> So, um, Vag. That's right. feet. Uh, earlier tonight, you tweeted out <clears throat> and you sent me some screenshots in yes. uh, DM and Twitter about some people who have decided they no longer want to interact with you on Twitter. 
uh, what is there's some uh, I'm sure there's a story behind that. But there's a reason behind them just uh, taking their ball and going home. Well, here's the thing. First of all, this is nothing new. These two dudes have had me blocked for years. So when people are like, what happened? Or no, or, oh, it's this, and they're trying to figure it out. Dude, this is nothing new. The reason why I think it's so freaking funny. (laughs) (laughs) The reason I think it's so funny is because they still have me blocked. Now, it very well could be that I'm so insignificant to them that they forgot all about me. So it's easy for them to keep me blocked because mission accomplished. They've been, I, they've been Shelly blocks. They don't think of me. <laughs> and I would give that actually to Luke Gallows because aside from I was friendly with him at one time in life, um we don't really have like this deep connection or anything but hernandez you know i get brought up we worked together lax was very successful we were very popular so and he was a big deal i'm not trying to like be like oh i think uh oh oh <laughs> that's a quote carl dropped <laughs> um so it's like i'm not trying to be all like um egotistical about this this is just a fact people were so into the fact that i was selena's because they felt that they couldn't see past me being a vampire so for me going from being a complete vampire to this little latina gangsta that's like doesn't make sense and the fact that it was so believable because that's so part of me i'm a chola i'm a vampire chola that's it and people didn't know that though so it was a magical thing that happened. So you can't tell me Hernandez doesn't is not aware that I'm blocked. He knows and he wants to keep me blocked. Now, <clears throat> I just wanted to, hi, Minnie. I just wanted to get into when I tweeted it. And here's what's so funny is that when I first tweeted it, it was on Friday and the reason why I tweeted it was because I thought it would be an interesting kind of thing. Try to get some people to tune in to my Shelly live, you know, try to get some kind of talk going over there. on Shelly live, some kind of buzz that to create. Right. So, okay, I'll give you some dirt. There it is like, boom. And so the reason why I did that was because I often, especially with Hernandez get tagged with him, but of course they don't see me tagged because I'm blocked. So, I just thought out of being funny and I was like, I had my coffee, I had some caffeine on, I was hitting my bong. So I was just like, let's get the day started. (laughs) So when I saw that, I was like, let's see if he still has me blocked. And then I clicked on it. I was like, sure enough, screenshot. And so then that triggered me to think about um, Luke Gallows. So I was like, I wonder if Luke Gallows uh, still has me blocked. So I looked him up and it was, boom, screenshot. And I, I post it. And the reason why it wasn't for me to be a jerk or say that I'm butthurt, because I, I think it's so funny. But <clears throat> I continue to get tagged with these people or people will try to interact with me. And I don't want to reply to it because even though I'm blocked, they're still in it. 
And I'm a firm believer in energy. So that's my way of not participating in those fellows energy. And so when I had the screenshot of Hernandez, this is what people had to say, man, that's effed up. Spill the tea queen. What happened for what though? Like, OMG. Wow. Straight up petty. No worries, Amiga. It comes with the territory. When you talk your truth, you're better than those people. You don't need fake friends. It's an evil and corrupt business. Only a select few are real outside of the industry. Keep living your best life filled with love. What happened? Did something happen? WTF? Wow. Even Sean, what's going on? Maybe those guys try to F her and she denied them and they're starting to act petty. He's just mad that you're the real reason everyone liked LAX. Why? He's probably just salty because that you were more popular than him in LAX. No way. Why? And so I thought that was really interesting because automatically, and this is why I did it, because I was, it was my social experiment to see, especially the Hernandez one, because we are connected, whether he likes it or not, in this, you know, group. And so I thought, wow, that's really interesting that most of the people seem to think that, like, something new happened. And then a lot of people, like, are thinking, oh, you know, they're just bitter, da, da, da. And the people that, the person that said that about trying to sleep with me, Hernandez and Luke Gallows never tried to sleep with me. They never, never, never. Because with both of them, I was very friendly with them in the sense of, eh, I wasn't BFF with them. But at work, like, I loved hanging out with them, cracking jokes. And for me, LEX was really special because when I was working in WWE, Kevin and I butted heads a lot. And... It made it very, it took away from the fun of like, hello, I'm living my childhood dream here as a vampire nonetheless. So when I started meshing with Homicide and Hernandez, I was like, dude, this is what wrestling's about. Because we're cracking jokes, making fun of other wrestlers to their faces. We were like the jokesters, the pranksters, you know? And I was like, dude, this is freaking awesome. We had inside jokes. It was so cool. I was like... This, I'm getting paid, not much, but I'm getting paid to like do this. This is so cool because Kevin and I, it was butting heads. You know, sometimes we, sometimes we had our good days, <laughs> but you know, and I, I remember Sean, there was different times that um, Hernandez, <clears throat> we'd be sitting like when I think about him, I think about him being on his phone and he's like, playing this like it's not tetris but it's something else and like we're talking either like just general just bsing or him saying like you know like this this and this is happening and because of sean and um homicide that's how i knew what politics were going on and i had no idea like i was just like la da okay do 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 i'm selena's like i had no idea so I felt he would like look out for me in that sense because he was like letting smarten me up as they say, what's going on and this, this, and this. So it wasn't until after I left TNA, there was this like problem with me and I get it. And 
on two occasions in particular, I confronted him. And when I confronted him, somebody had told me what he had just said about me. And when I confronted him, that person was behind him. And when he told me, I didn't say that, whatever, the person behind him just went. Because they were like, yeah, you did. But I wasn't going to sell that person out and who told me. So I didn't say anything. So that was that time. And then another time was the last time I performed with LAX. And I told him, because uh, it was feeling real good. You know, like we were together as a group. We hadn't performed together in a long time. Um, the energy was there. It was awesome. So he had made a remark about like um, something about, oh, we should do this more, like get bookings and stuff. And I was like, I'm not going to do this with you guys anymore. Like, no, like you have a problem with me. You won't tell me what it is. He's like, he kept telling me you didn't have a problem with me. Well, then why am I blocked? And so yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the problem is. And I'm not saying it like I want to answer from him because I don't. I don't really care at this point because I just realized like we're, we weren't meant to like be like that. It was just for that time. And that's cool because that was a really awesome time. And so the thing with Lou Gallo, um, <clears throat> back in my WWE days, like I like to drink with him at the um, airport bar or whatever. Like, I guess you would say he was kind of one of my drinking buddies. Um, and it wasn't until after life in WWE, I had a boyfriend that went to the same, tra- um, WWE had two um, training facilities. One was OVW, which is in Kentucky. The other one at the time was in Georgia and that was called Deep South. So he was in Deep South with him and he told me all these stories. And so I was like, hmm, cause he was like, you like you out of all people are like you think he's cool and I was like yeah I love him oh we get show he's so funny and um then I thought okay because the boyfriend I had was a very problematic person in wrestling <laughs> he was known for that so I was like okay maybe this is just his opinion but then when people who hate my ex-boyfriend would tell me the same stories I was like dude so when Luke Gallo started to want to go after one of my friends I was at first about it because I thought they'd make a really good couple but then when I found out all this stuff I was like dude I heard this stuff amiga like I don't know and I told him I was like no I don't think you're good I heard this stuff and he's like cool but I like her I like her well after they got married he blocked me. So I don't know if it was one of those things where like she told him, well, Shelly said this and that's fine. I hope she did. I hope she did. Oh, I hope she did. And I hope that's the reason why. Um, I really don't care. I'm not looking for an answer, but this was just my little experiment of seeing how people would react because I'm trying to get people to listen to Shelly live. <laughs> And um, the other one with Luke Gallows, what's funny, Francine said, what did you, what did you say now? Shelly has no filter. I like that. Um, the same thing with Gallows. Why? Um, what did you do? Blah, blah, blah. Attacking him as a performer or whatever. Um, and I'm just like, that's so interesting that people just think this stuff is new. And it's just not. And I think it's funny 
and I hope that I continue to haunt Sean Hernandez in his career. <laughs> because <laughs> he can't escape me i'm sure people when they want him to sign things sometimes there's pictures with me in there with him <laughs> there you go hopefully so one I day we're thought... not uh hopefully one day we don't have each other blocked that would, that would suck. you better not block me why would you block me hey who knows who knows what happened maybe you'll block Shelly me Ross. i've been known to be a dick from time to time <laughs> Told. Hey, Stoner Jesus. Hey, Shelly. Hey, Brian. Hi. How's it going? Shelly almost blocked me once upon a time. I'm glad she did. Yeah, didn't. I did. I didn't. <laughs> so there you go. I'm glad I give you people chances. <laughs> and I saw your friend Luke Gallows on TV about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, how's he doing? I hope he's doing well. He was an AEW. He was on a, he's an AEW. <laughs> he was oh, coming. I see. Yeah. <laughs> I thought but he was in TNA, no? He, he is. They're doing a crossover kind of deal. On oh. AEW. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I, I've actually met Amber O'Neill. She was really nice when I met her. They, they're, they've been divorced for many years, I believe. Yeah. But she was a nice. She was really nice when I met her. Now, that was probably about a year ago, right before COVID hit. I met her. Her and ODB was at the bar, and they were, and they were drinking. They were getting it on. Oh, I bet. I've, got, <laughs> I've gotten... I, I'm with her many times, like many times we've been at the bar and just, you know, one of my favorite Amber stories is we were doing, uh, it was WrestleCon or no, Wrestle Reunion. I think the last time they called it that maybe. And it was in Florida. And I just remember Amber and I, because uh, we used to travel up, we were really close at one point. And um, I got this bottle of champagne and we went out to the beach and I just like dug a hole and put ice in it. And then I stuck the champagne in there and it was just so awesome. And it just, it was like a dream. And I just, whenever I think about Amber, even though I have so many memories with her, like that's one of the things that always pops in my head. And I always wish her well, I don't speak to her as much. We do keep in touch here and there, but um, you know, I just really, I'm, I am glad that she's not with Luke Gallows anymore. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am. That's just a fact. And, um, but another positive story about Amber is, um, I'm not sure if I talked about it on here before, but one of my favorite thing, like matches ever I've had is her and I were like in the sticks and I think Virginia and, um, it was at this barn and, there was a wrestling show and I was I was always like trying to find objects like when I get to a show okay like let me look at the room what could I use here what could I use and we noticed that there was a stripper pole on the bar or the bar because the way it was it was like a barn and in the middle of the barn was a wrestling ring and then on the side was this really awesome bar like they had a really nice like oak or cherry oak wood it was beautiful but they had the stripper pole <laughs> and so i told amber i said dude we'll start the match off we'll go in there i go let's roll out let's work our way to the stripper pole i swear to you i'm gonna climb up that thing and i'm gonna give you an elbow drop when i come down and i was dressed as wonder woman by the way and so <laughs> a sexy wonder woman so we did just that i put her on the bar i went up 
I spun around. I gave her the elbow drop. The place went crazy. So, of course, I had to do it another time. And, like, who could, who could say they do done that? They've wrestled as Wonder Woman in a barn in the sticks in the woods where there's no cell phone reception. And you're giving <clears throat> one of your best friends an elbow drop from the stripper pole. It's a good night. <laughs> when I'm wearing my Wonder Woman outfit, I'm definitely not wrestling. Oh, just just wanting to feel pretty, right? That's right. <laughs> I'm a strong woman, a strong yes. independent woman that I am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think my microphone was muted for like 20 minutes when I got in here. I couldn't figure out how to work it. Uh oh. I finally I can finally talk now. I, I couldn't figure out how to work it. Did you see me in here when I first got in here? Yeah, we saw you pop in a couple times, and. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't get my microphone to work. I think I got it to work now. Though. We're getting a, it's another snowstorm here where I live. We had a nice storm a couple of days ago. So Oof. I had to, I had to call off work yesterday, but I just got back home. So I got a Snapchat from Shelly. She said, can you join the, the smoke out tonight? I'm like, sure. <laughs> Minnie. Minnie. Do you got, do you got your beer with you? Uh, it's in the refrigerator getting cold, but I can go grab it here in a minute. I've got three three giant ones in there and i got like 90 ounces of beer to drink before i go to bed tonight so. oh wow <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it's a bladder well, buster I don't, to, I don't have to work tomorrow and go out in it because it's going to get bad snow probably so i don't i i'm off till saturday actually so that'll be nice yeah we have about 10 inches where i am total so Oof. far wow here there's more coming so uh-oh did you all have a nice storm up that way too or yeah for a little bit it was like a bunch of snow and then some ice and then it turned over to the snow again so now when you like wow. walk on the snow, you can hear the ice cracking under it. Ouch. Ouch. How's Shelly doing too tonight? Cold. I'm doing good. You know, I just been, um, I think doing Shelly live today was good for me. Um, we did have some drinks while we were doing it. So that's what that, I feel like I'm at the end of that buzz right now, but um yeah, you know, I think I planned it perfect. You know what? The day went perfectly because it's like I, I did Shelly live. I drank it up, <laughs> and then I had that break where I had my food, and then I walked Minnie, and then I was here. And so now it's like I feel if, like, let's say I didn't have this to do tonight, and I just would have like went back to whatever. I feel I would have like started to get real tired and stuff like that, you know, because you're just kind of like, oh, okay. But it's like no. It's still going. It's like I'm still partying <laughs> and just getting the switch from tipsy to just medicated, which is a good switch if you do it yes. right. If you do yes. it right, that's the thing. You got to catch it just right so you don't get the. Oh, yes, I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> that's really good. You're doing things, doing stuff to keep your mind off stuff. I'm really sorry about Fred. Just know he's in a better. Thank you. He's in a better place. He's reunited with Ethel now. So. Yeah. You know, it's tough. Like, I have my moments. Um, I think one of the, like, here's what I did, and it was really important for me, and I'm glad I did it, is there's different spots in the house where it's, like, his spots, and that's just where it is. And so when the doctor was on her way to come to our house, because we had it done here at home, um I took him to every spot and I just talked to him and I'm really glad I did that and the first night it was really hard because I was avoiding my room because I sleep with him and like I 
you know, you know, Brian on the Secret Society Snapchat, I'm always like, oh, Fred had a rough night. I had to hold him all night long. And, ah. Like, yes. that's just what was up. And so that was rough because it's like I had the whole day of just being a mess. And then finally, I just wanted to go to bed and try to avoid it. <laughs> and then I got in here and I just lost it. Oh, it was crappy. But every day I get like 1% better. Good. I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm going to turn the light on. Oh. <laughs> you can see me now, huh? <laughs> um, so another thing, Shelly, that you uh, mentioned for uh, planning for the show. Now, I'm not super familiar with 90 Day Fiance, so you're going to have to bear with me it's not one of my my guilty pleasures but the guy i believe you referenced he his fame went beyond 90 day fiance became a meme in and of himself um basically i don't know how to, i don't know how to describe the guy without being insulting to him um but if the guy in the memes that has no neck uh Maybe looks like a toad. I don't know. However you want to put it, uh, he had like the real hot chick, and he was always like he seemed to be like an asshole to her, even though the levels of their physical attractiveness weren't close, if you will. Probably as diplomatic as possible for all the fans of this dude out there. But um, you want to talk about his? Uh, I believe you said a cameo, which people don't know what cameo is. Is a celebrity messaging, you know. Hey, you know, I'm a celebrity. Happy birthday, you know, whatever they do on Cameo. I don't mean to sound bitter. Cameo hasn't asked me for shit. That's fine. fine. I don't want people happy birthday anyway. Fuck their birthday. Yes, all you people out there. Screw it. You're older, damn it. Okay, so was that an earthquake? Oh, no. Wow. You're my best view. Breaking news. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Either that or I'm getting the shakes again because I just turned 61. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit late in the night for you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So real quick before we segue into Big Ed um, because oh, I'm coming for him. So uh, you think Doug Benson was bad. Wait for Big Ed. So um, I just want to say for the record the reason why I feel comfortable talking about like the Sean thing and the uh, Luke Gallows thing now is because I feel on the roast and I do talk about it. So if you should go watch it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I burned my wrestling career bridge. <laughs> you know, that's just it. I burned that bridge on that roast. I feel because I wanted to burn that bridge because I don't care about being in that world anymore in that way. So I feel like now that I don't have anything to do with that world, I feel comfortable talking about it because I have no attachment to these people. I don't see them. I don't talk to them. I don't keep up with them. Like, so I just want to say that for a record because there's a lot of people out there that have their little YouTube channels and they say all the same stuff that I do. But the difference is, is like, because they never worked with these people, they get away with it. And because I did, I'm like being a troublemaker. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I burned my wrestling career bridge, people. Okay. There's nothing more there. It's done. Uh, Real quick, uh, Brian, could you turn down whatever you have on the background? 
That's kind of leading into the uh, the broadcast. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. So, anyways, now going back there to Big Ed. So Big Ed is, as you mentioned, okay, so I've only watched before the 90 days um, that he was on. And I really got into it. And it's so weird because I've tried to watch other ones, like newer ones. I can't get into it. It's just that specific cast. And um, I was immediately angry when they introduced Big Ed because I used to be one of these young gal models here in SoCal that guys like that just would always try to take advantage of me and they always get this so oh and they, they just know what they're doing and it's disgusting and it comes with the territory I get it it doesn't make it right but he just really off the bat triggered me to all these creepy douchey photographers that just because they could take a picture they think that they can like treat girls a certain way or whatever especially young girls and that's their that's their delight is young girls you know so off the bat I didn't like him and the more he was on camera the more he confirmed why I didn't like it like just you know if you watch the show if you don't you don't have to watch the show just type in yeah, I never Big watched Ed and YouTube. Came across an asshole to me. All you gotta do is watch like some kind of like video of him talking, and you'll see. You don't. He's he sucks. <laughs> so, and here's the thing: I am a person who I live the robe life, meaning I where my robe life comes from is. Back in the day, the old Hollywood actresses, that's what you did. The models back in the day, it was a whole presentation of being a model. It wasn't just you get ready and take pictures. It was like this lifestyle. So I enjoy wearing robes. I enjoy wearing pretty robes. I have my like nice fuzzy one. I have this nice silky one. So it bothers me to no end that when they did the, um, the before the 90 days where the cast would review like the things that they shot so it was like the whole season went and then they made a whole other season out of like them reviewing the episodes right so what does he wear every single time this silky robe I'm just like no no and he's drinking wine you know I love wine so I'm just like no I hate him and why is he all about the things I love I hate this and he's just so creepy and when cameo started to like really become a thing, I feel a lot of these people really jumped in on it, which rightfully so he's one of them. And something that, that maybe this is just me. I'm bitter. This creepy, disgusting dude, which by the way, I don't know why they always have to have him topless. They show him topless a lot on that show too. I'm just like, why do we have to see him topless? I don't know why, The ratings. but, um, Oh, I guess, <laughs> I guess so. I guess oh so. Touche. <laughs> so, um, anyways. Hey, you were so watching. The, I was. I was. So, but not for that. Ugh. It just made me more angry. But, um, so apparently, for me being on Cameo, I get little news alerts and stuff that, like, they try to encourage you or give you tips, like, how to grow your Cameo, right? So, sometime last year, I get this email. It's this whole write-up about Big Ed and how he bought his mom a new car from just doing Cameo. And I'm like, 
I'm over here. It's like pulling freaking teeth to get anyone <laughs> to get a damn cameo for me. And this freaking douchebag that preys on young women is just like, because here's the thing. This is what bothered me so much about him. Okay. If you're going to do a mail order bride, own it. That's what you're doing. Don't try to make it seem like someone is trying to use you when you know what you're doing. Like, why are you trying to find a girlfriend on a international dating site? Why not go and find someone in your area? So if you connect, you can go actually see them and you can go have dinner with them and see if you should move forward. That's fine. But no, you have to go when you live in San Diego, California, you need to have a girlfriend. That's this young girl that lives in the Philippines. But yet you feel she's using you. What? No, no. And this dude is killing it on Cameo. and I'm barely making anything. <laughs> but he's got those Cameo groupies now. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Like, what am I doing wrong? At, and oh, let's pull this up. Hold on. I think of you. You're my best view. Oh my God. There goes Elvis haunting me again. <laughs> See? Elvis haunts me. So, is that what I need to do? I don't know. But this dude... More costumes, apparently. Do you have a dinosaur costume, Shelly? I don't. But here's the thing. My, the my car is falling apart. <laughs> no, no. I need that cameo money. The hustle is real. Dinosaur <laughs> costume. Anybody out there watching? Do you have an? You need, do you have an Amazon wish list, Shelly? That's what we Absolutely. need. Absolutely. We need a dinosaur costume. We need an Elvis costume. There we go. Uh, we need whatever Tom Cruise is wearing in that movie where he's sliding in his socks. <laughs> Put it together. Just copy so what this guy's doing. I don't see why people wouldn't pick you over him. <laughs> Look at they. Let's see if he has any cameos because sometimes you can put publicly like what you've made for people. Let's see here. I'd like to view. Does he have a You're price? My best view. What's that? Does he have like a price? Like what? What's a cameo from? Uh, you want to know guy? his prices? Yes. You want to know? <laughs> I do. I give up. I give <laughs> up. I want to know what a guy like this is charging. That's the right price point for. Getting mom car money, apparently. $94.99. Wow. And Jesus you can DM Christ. him for $4.99. You know how much I charge for my cameos? $25. And I put my makeup on. I put my damn fangs on. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, need, no. you need to get you on a reality show. I need to get one from Shelly. Please, please, somebody. I really enjoyed the roast okay. last week too. That was really good. Oh Thank yay! You. you can get three Shelly cameos for less than that guy from Ninety Days Fiance. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Going back to cameos, so 
when I watched that season of my, before the 90 days, there's this gal, her name is Darcy. And I just really like, I saw in Darcy what I see in a lot of my girlfriends, you know, and my heart just really went out to her and she has a twin sister and me and Danielle really connect with twins. Like naturally this like thing happens. And, um, so I was all about her, her sister. I, again, I didn't watch 90 day fiancés before or anything like that. So I didn't know she was on it many times. So when I watched this, I was connecting with like, Oh, you know, this woman. Da, 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 da. And so I ordered for Danielle because she was having such a hard time at work. I ordered a cameo from Darcy and I was like such a nerd. I was so excited. I cried <laughs> because I knew Danielle when she, I, I pictured Danielle getting like me sending it to her and her feeling so down and being like, Oh my gosh, like Darcy, that is so cool. And it was $50. I paid $50 and she let it expire. And it made me <laughs> so sad. And I did this whole YouTube video about it because there's times, cause I've done before cameo, I was doing celeb DM, which is the same thing. And I've been doing that for years. And so there's been times that I've had requests expire and I just don't really think about it. So Darcy actually put me in check because I knew how it felt. And I was like, I never want to make any of my fans feel that way ever again, like ever. So now with Cameo, it's cool. If I run out of time, I'll just direct message them and I'll be like, hey, can you just resubmit it? And, you know, I just need more time. Now, she had seven days. I don't know why I only get three, but she had seven days and she didn't get back which is fine. So <laughs> that was my first like 90 day fiance, like bum, 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 with cameo. And then that's like shortly after that, with that heartbreak, that's when I got that email about big ed have making so much money that uh, he can buy his mom a car, which is cool. That's cool. Like more power to you. Like he's putting time and energy into it, you know, but it's just like, but you were on TV for being a creepy, <laughs> shady dude. Now, let me tell you something, Stoner Jesus. One thing that made me want to puke to no end. <laughs> he has a daughter, this beautiful daughter. And <clears throat> of course, she was very against him going to the Philippines to go meet this girl that was, he wanted to marry. And the girl was younger than his daughter. So they have this whole thing at the beginning before he goes to the Philippines. She's literally not talking to him anymore. They make it all dramatic where he's going to go on the plane and he's all upset because she hasn't called him. And anytime he flies anywhere, like she always calls him to like, you know, just in case. And then the dramatic, she calls him. And I was like, why did she call him? No, he needs to be punished. So <laughs> long story short, it doesn't work out. Um, he apologizes to her when he comes back, says he's going to do better. So when they do this revisiting episodes, you know, the girl says the, the girl he in the Philippines exposes him and says that he tried to go back again with her. And it's like the daughter did like, so he was willing, he did all of that to the daughter swore. He would never do that again. And then as soon as he thought maybe he can get his dick wet, he was all right with it. Creepy. And when he, there's the episode where they sleep together because they only slept together once. 
Because you know, she's like, I got to pay my dues. We're on this TV show. He's coming all the way over here. So he gets her all liquored up. It's really creepy. Oh, yeah. And I bet you she's still very traumatized by it. And it's so, it's so hard to watch. Like, he's trying to be like, oh, you know, go take a bath and then I'm going to rub your feet. And uh, it's just weird. It's just so weird. There's something interesting about someone (laughs) who is physically unattractive and also has a horrific personality becoming a celebrity and being successful in life. It's probably a pretty interesting story how he managed that. It's got to be more than dinosaur costume, I would think. Absolutely. And you're 100% correct. And that's why I get worked up about it because I know that's how it works and that's fine because you know what who some there's a youtuber named peter mon and he um does these he has a whole bunch of different channels and he's the second person i've gotten a um a cameo and i got it for danielle's birthday because we both love watching him and um you know when he did danielle's birthday cameo he really took his time and he sat there and he like it was a good few minutes you know and up until then i would give like 30 seconds 45 seconds a minute but after my experience with peter mon and how he handled um no it was for Danielle's uh chris uh hanukkah gift it was a hanukkah gift i got for her so when he put so much time and effort into it that's when i said i want to make my fans feel that way so big ed can go ahead and make his big money on cameo i'll make my measly pennies but it's okay because at the end of the day like i said on the roast it's about the fans and this whole thing about fred passing like my fans that have been with me whether it's more in recent years or they've been with me for a long ass time they felt like fred was a part of them too because they saw i was always sharing my life with him and for people to like light a candle for him for people to like just share their stories how they can relate it's like you know what once again it goes back to the fans like it's so freaking cool man it's so freaking cool and I live such a cool life that even though like yeah I'm still trying to like find that thing that's gonna like hit it's like it doesn't matter because I want to give back to my fans and be able to pay my bills. And that's how I'm living right now. And that's why it's bullshit, Kevin, that you didn't do the roast. The fans, it's for the fans. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Last year for my birthday, my friend got me a cameo from Francine. This year I'm on time to get me several from Shelly. Woo! There you go. wondering, and I'm sure many are. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, I'm not affiliated. See how excited I got about the cameo. <laughs> I'm not affiliated with Cameo. Just direct message me, talk to me directly on Twitter. Uh, penis roasting is available. Uh, I'll tell you what piece of garbage you are. Uh, I'll do my best to help you with your math homework. Pretty much whatever you need, direct message me and we'll hook it up. I'm not paying a percentage of Cameo. Screw that. Keeping all of the money. I wish happy birthday. I'll uh, I wish someone you hate or an awful happy birthday. I'll prank call them and say something horrific happened and just f with their mind. Whatever you need me to do, 
very cheap, great rates. Send me up. And make sure to send as friends, friends or family. <laughs> yes. So you don't pay them. <laughs> <laughs> no fee <laughs> yeah i really like the roast it was pretty good i, I forgot to tell you this shelly but jim Cornette mentioned you on his podcast i don't know if you know that about like a week or two ago is that right somebody yeah. had said something about it what was it exactly uh they were talking about nia jack she was going around the ring going my hole my hole and jim Cornette was like well that reminds me of shelly martinez match there while uh several years back where she did my badge my badge <laughs> welcome to badge <laughs> memorable it's your immortality in the wrestling business because everybody seems to remember that 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 story it sticks in their I mind know. if you will we have to do it does. dedicated to that to Definitely my badge yes. <laughs> a whole badge episode Jillian would get upset about that did you say Jillian would get upset about that about that, va- she doesn't like the word badge. She thinks it's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> what does she prefer? Well, she preferred you yelled out. <laughs> I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Um, when I was in WWE, Francine and I, you know, we're t- you- oh, we talked about it on the thing. Oh, duh. Go watch it, you guys. But long story short, on the roast, we talk about the origins of the badge. We messed with Jillian, and that's why I said it was for Francine and Jillian. It became this, this whole thing. Like, I need to make shirts, I think. My vag and my face quite. <laughs> <laughs> what It'll happened to Simon great. Dean? Last week, what happened to Simon Dean? Mike Pucci, he said, I never saw him. He said he got his dates mixed up, so mm. I don't know. Mm. He got his dates mixed up. I sent many emails. I was very diligent <laughs> in preparation. I like the Santino People. story about the, the house in the bathroom when he walked into Shelly in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I said it's really a toss up between Santino's stories and Danielle's stories. Tell me what kind of, uh, what you're more interested in learning about Shelly, what part of her life. Yeah, Danielle, <laughs> yeah. Danielle was bringing it. She, she sure was. Something that she <laughs> kind of left out, though, was um, when I would chase her in the G-Street. <laughs> I used to try to, when I would say that I was dead, I would then tell her that I was a vampire. And I would try to convince her that I was a vampire. She left that part out. And that's very important to my life. <laughs> because I told her I was a vampire. <laughs> Seems like a good sitcom idea. Everybody's doing like, there's a young Sheldon, now there's young Rock, young Shelly torturing even younger danielle <laughs> <laughs> squeeze a couple seasons out of that <clears throat> well just just to try to get some subscriptions here i'll tell you guys what i thought danielle was gonna say it's very embarrassing <laughs> it's very <laughs> disgusting but i'm sure someone has a fetish for it so i don't feel judged <laughs> hit you up on only fans like uh could you recreate no, 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 no. Okay, let's see if I can get through this. Hold on, let me take a hit. <laughs> let me take a hit before because I can't believe I'm gonna share this. Cheers, this is where I'll be out now. Oh good. Yep. Um all the exclusives are here. That's why you guys gotta join. All right. Hold on. This is a good one, I guess. <laughs> I love the rest. I, I, I was in Senator Jesus's chat room on Periscope for the whole thing. I think. Oh, cool! Uh, that's where I R.I.P. That Periscope. 
All right, here we go. Yeah. <sighs> Cheers, amigos. Cheers. You're taking a, a toke for your folk. <laughs> All right. So, as Danielle brought up, when I was younger, I was very rough around the edges. <laughs> <coughs> I went through this time in life where I was really pissed off and I didn't know why. So I just like went with it. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. So I just went with it. <laughs> so, um, so one day, <laughs> one day. I used to have this um, Camaro, real cute. It had T-tops, loved it. And um, I used to have this fuzzy leopard print um, wheel cover. And so (laughs) one day Danielle was sitting in the passenger seat. (laughs) No. That's gonna be good. She's sitting in the passenger seat. And I was, I don't even know, I can't even tell you where my mind, my mind was at. I was mad about something. (laughs) I was mad about something. And I put my hand on my pants. (laughs) Pulled my hand out, saw there was blood. And I said, damn it, I knew it. And I wiped it on my steering wheel. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought she was gonna break that up because she was like, You said I can go, right? And I said, Yes, dude, like go there, like go. And she was like, You say that. I said, dude, I'm telling you. It would have been the story of the night. I thought she was going to say it. <laughs> no, you got to keep in mind, Danielle and I are nine years apart. So here's, she's in these gentle years where I, and since my mom was not emotionally available, physically available, working, single mom, I'm this role model to this little girl. <laughs> Damn it, I knew it. <laughs> It's so disgusting. Wow. Coincidentally enough, started my period today. (laughs) Full circle. People aren't subscribing. I don't know what they're doing. (coughs) What they're missing. Full circle. Full circle. But you know what's funny is um I don't know how you guys, how familiar you guys are with when women are menstruating, <laughs> but um, earlier when I was driving around, people kept driving really unsafely, and that really pisses me off because it's like we're sharing the road. Come on, dude! Like you can kill me or whatever. I don't like it, so I have a little patience for it. But for some reason, I was just really like, oh, these people. And then when I got home. <laughs> and we were doing I, we did Shelly live and then afterwards <laughs> I could hear Metal Jesus on a work phone call and I told Danielle Metal Jesus sometimes is such a know-it-all Ugh. <laughs> and then I went to the bathroom and I realized I started my period and I laughed so hard I was like no wonder why I'm so aggressive <laughs> like, all these people oh, he's such a know-it-all oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Full circle. Uh, Damn it, I knew it. <laughs> you know what? I I honestly I'd be down to recreate that. <laughs> I'd be down. I think I'd need to tell Danielle that's my next video we need to do. <laughs> Go recreate. <laughs> and I'll put the blood in my hand and everything. Damn it, I knew it. <laughs> if that's not my video, I I don't know how we're doing. <laughs> Maybe that'll get me more cameos. <laughs> that's that's big ed level type stuff. That is some big ed level right. stuff. See now, now we were playing with the big boys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, big time. <laughs> big time. Santino's story was so funny. What was the song he was singing? He said he was singing a song. He started singing a song when he walked in there in the bathroom. I saw you in the bathroom. I can't remember what, what song he said he was singing. He was, I don't remember he, either. He had me laughing. Me too. Because <laughs> here's the thing. I pride myself in remembering a lot. And like some of the stuff that was being said, I was like, oh, yeah. That's right, dude. That's right. You know, it was cool because I when I think about Boris I think about like I would come home and like he would just be there and like you have to keep in mind when I lived in that house I was very new to smoking like I had just discovered like the benefits I was getting from it and it was really cool because you know not just the physical but it almost wasn't until I started medicating I realized how the environment and lifestyle of wrestling and entertainment in general, being on TV, you know, whatever, whatever you do, like at that level, it like, it's a lot. And like, I feel like because I was trying to be this wrestler and that was the goal to be there at WWE, you kind of like, you know, the steps, it's like, okay, you got to do this and you get in that hustle. Right. So it's like, when you're there, it's easy to just be like, still kind of in that hustle mode in a way. Cause like, you know, you're trying to keep your spot. So when I started medicating, that's when I would like kind of slow down and like process. And it's like, huh. And that's why, and it really saved me because I just played the stoner card. People just like, when I'd be up in the, when I'd be up in the stands watching everyone <laughs> in the shadows, they were just like, Shelly's probably high. <laughs> oh, Shelly's probably high. She's up there. Like, you know, and so it was cool because I was, but it was so cool to experience that because I feel that, especially because it was really new to me, I was really able to just like kind of let it really do its magic on me. You know, it was a trip, dude. It was like a trip, man. <laughs> it, was like, it really was. No, because think about it. Okay. Like maybe to you guys, like it's not as big a trip to you guys, but to me, like I watched people like the undertaker and these things. And like, now all of a sudden they're like my, my coworkers. And, yeah. and like, I never was like, Oh my gosh. It was more like, yeah, it's about right. Like I belong here, not in a cocky way, but I just knew that was what I was going to be doing with my life. And people always thought I was crazy. They thought I was cocky. Oh, I was like, no, like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. And there I was doing it. And then like having marijuana to like, help like 
I hate to like say it like this, but it's true. Like guide me, you know, kind of through it because that's like a lot and it kind of happened fast and like a lot of things were going on. It was just a trip, man. And it's just like, and I just feel like, dude, this is like crazy. Like, (laughs) whoa. And like, what's crazier is I remember all those feelings, right? So when I see footage of myself from then, I remember exactly a lot of it, but there's some I don't, but a lot of it I do. And you would have no idea, like, the, (laughs) it was like, it was like the great Gatsby. And I was the, like, guy that was saying, that was being, experiencing this world and, like, seeing the different layers of it. And it was like, some of it's enchanting, but some of it's very dark and then like and you I don't want to get too dark but like it really tripped me out about the Benoit thing you know because I was around him I was around him when he was around his kid and it seemed like he was very loving towards the child like it was weird so like then like you have weird stuff like that that like just doesn't happen and it's just it was a weird time man it was so weird and eddie guerrero died and that freaked me out it always made me feel fearful of like what if i die in a hotel room by myself like and no one knows like it just was weird man (laughs) it was a trip it was was literally like being in the circus and it, it was cool but it was weird and I'm so grateful for freaking the ganj because if it wasn't for it man I don't know <laughs> I don't yeah. know and you were part of a Wrestlemania too Wrestlemania 23 and that was big well see for me I was feuding backstage with Batista so it took away a lot from it but what it didn't take away from was the festivities because they shut down the hotel for everyone and there's like different levels where they don't let fans get to or whatever so it was kind of cool to experience that and um danielle was in high school and i got to fly her out and she got to like be a part of it and um it was really awesome um i remember there was a moment where me and cherry if you remember cherry from deuce and domino Mm -hmm. um we're still friends to this day she's like oh i love her i wish she lived close by yeah, my um, friend met her. She's really nice. She's really nice. Very mm-hmm. genuine. And um, I just remember her and I kind of left the hotel bar party and we went to the hot tub and we're just drinking champagne and just like taking it all in. We're like, oh my gosh, WrestleMania. Like, this is crazy. Like, here we are. And it was so cool and perfect because it was almost like I got to experience like that superstar feeling but at the end of the day I just wanted to be in the hot tub with my homegirl having some champagne and being like wow it's like we did it we're here you know and those moments even though there were stressful moments going on with Batista because that was truly the beginning of the end of me I feel like um you know because what had happened I've talked about this before he kept just being a dick he wouldn't shake my hand and so um, we were in this hotel. We were trying to get in the hotel. I remember I went to, took Danielle to a mall and we were coming back and it was me, Danielle, Jimmy Wang Yang and his family. Um, and there was another family, a wrestler in there. Was it, 
oh, I can't remember. And then Dave Batista. And I was like, dude, this is awkward. <laughs> this is awkward. <clears throat> and so I was trying to think of, okay, how am I going to get out of this elevator without being a bitch? So I don't get in trouble. So me and Danielle leave the elevator and then I'm like, bye everyone. See you later. And they're like, bye. And then when the doors were closing, Batista went douchebag. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, there's the families of these people here. I'm with my little sister. Like, why? So at WrestleMania backstage, I got pulled aside by the boss. And he was like, so how's it going between you and Dave? I said, dude, I keep trying to shake his hand. He won't shake my hand. And at this point, what I would do is he wouldn't shake my hand and he would like come to catering and he'd shake everyone's because it's customary for those who don't know when you get to the show you shake everyone's hand or it's disrespectful so he would shake everyone's hand around me but me so what i would do because i would put my hand out because i got in trouble for not shaking his hand for i said i was just trying to leave him alone they said you shake his hand all right <laughs> so he wouldn't shake my hand so what i would do i'd let him walk a little while so he could feel all good and i'd say hey dave i don't think you saw me hi hope you have a good day today <laughs> this is why i get fired so um i had told my boss johnny ace at the time i told him what had happened in the elevator i said look it's one thing i can let it roll off my back when we're in catering and he's doing his thing i could but this is like downtime this is when we were with our families there was other families in there that's disrespectful like i draw a line like here he can go ahead and do his thing but that was wrong and that was disrespectful and so he was like, you know what? I'm going to tell him I told you to just stay away from him. Said, Thank you. Because originally I told them because he was like all mad at me. And so I didn't go up to him and shake his hand. And then he went and said, I didn't shake his hand. And I said, I thought the right thing to do was leave him alone. And, there, and I got in trouble. So then I tried to shake his hand. No, he's not going to do it. So <clears throat> finally, they're like, just leave him alone. And I'm like, okay. And um, I think like the next month or so I got fired. So whatever, wow. but. Hey, now we're here. So we take are. that. Doing take that, Batista. Smoke out. <laughs> <laughs> take your gazillion dollars and shove them up your ass. That's right. <laughs> we have cameo fame incoming. <laughs> just wait. Just wait. Oh, just wait. <laughs> to be buying Shelly Martinez cameos for his friends and family. <clears throat> is it wrong that, okay, when I was in WWE, I don't know if this is general knowledge, so I won't say the guy's name, but there was a, a guy there and <clears throat> everyone would talk about how he had a foot fetish. Are you thinking anything of it? Whatever. So one day I was watching the monitor backstage and I was kind of letting my platform shoe like, dangle off my foot. And to me, I was just like, it just kind of felt nice. Like, because oh, <laughs> like my work was done. I was just like, my adrenaline was coming down, you know, just kind of like, kind of like the equivalent of maybe like shaking your leg, you know, kind of like, okay, let's, let's bring it down. You know, I just performed yeah. in front of live people. So it's like, you're kind of exciting, you know, you got to kind of calm down. So that's, I, I remember this so clear. I just remember feeling like real relaxed. Maybe I even just came back from smoking in the parking lot. I don't know. And, um, <laughs> and then I just feel this, this hot breath <laughs> next to me. And he goes, 
you know, you're driving me wild right now with you doing that to your shoe. And I look, <laughs> and when I saw that it was him, and it's very openly known, at least <laughs> amongst the wrestlers, that he has his foot fetish, I was like, oh my gosh, he has his foot fetish. And so is it wrong that not too long ago, I saw he does still follow me on Twitter, so I DM'd him just no high or nothing, just shellysfootclub.com. <laughs> <laughs> Is it wrong? Not at all. Brilliant and I really enjoy it. <laughs> did, he, did he see the message and reply back? I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> is he still? Probably. He's not still. He's not still in WWE, is he? I have no idea. I created an anonymous account. Chase <laughs> Book Club right now. <clears throat> he is. Let's see here. Where is it at? I have to now. You got me curious if you read it or not. Let's see here. <laughs> Man, these are going. Oh, here it goes. Okay, it has a check mark next to it. Does that mean he's seen it? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Twitter's weird, especially <laughs> in direct messages about telling you if they've seen something. Or <clears throat> well, I feel that when he's meant to see it, he will see it. He can do with it what he will. I just thought he'd like to know that I have a foot club. He was a fan of my foot when my platform shoe yeah. was dangling. So enough to go up to me. Know, that's driving me wild right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was very interested. I'm sure he's very creepy <laughs> if he saw it and clicked on it. So there you go. <laughs> on that note, we're going to uh, take one more hit and then we'll get out of here. Uh, episode 14 in the books. Good stuff. Always it was stuff. an honor once again. It was fun once again. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Woo! Thank you for subscribing. Thank you. Thank you. Chilling Love with it. us. Booyah. Um, I still got a couple more big ones after this to do before I go to bed. So I'm going to be up oh. for a while. Yeah. That's big time. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's big time, right? Totally. <laughs> Shelly, thank you. For uh, another great episode. Thank you, Shelly. You rock. You're the best. You're the big Indeed. time best. <laughs> see everybody next Thank week. You, Jesus. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Shelly. Thank Have you. a good night. Have a good night. Cheers. Bye bye.